friends, welcome back to our Holy Week podcast. Today is Good Friday, the day that Jesus went to the cross. Today, churches everywhere are fasting, praying, worshiping, holding memorial-type services, honoring and commemorating the death of Jesus. In fact, in the Catholic Church, the church bells remain silent. Altars are left bare. The day is quiet. It's like a a 24-hour-long moment of silence to remember our Lord Jesus. Like I said in the, the first podcast of this week, talking about Lent, in our modern Christian culture, we don't really like being sad. We don't like taking part in any sort of mourning or lamenting. Uh, we like to remain in that that freedom and joy and celebration. But today is not a happy day. Today is not a day to celebrate. Today is a day that we mourn, that we reflect. Because while Jesus choosing to die for our sins and saving us, while that's all great news and that's a great thing and it's worthy of endless celebration, praise God for that. Today we mourn the fact that he had to die at all. Okay, we remember our sin. We remember the unbearable pain and humiliation that Jesus endured and say, Jesus, I'm so, so sorry. Jesus, I am so sorry. I had a pastor once tell me that every sin we commit is a hit of the hammer on the nails in Jesus' wrists and feet. Every sin we commit is a crack of the whip laid on Jesus' bare back, a spit from mockers, a thorn pressed into his head. And while that's a little bit extreme, okay, that's a little bit extreme, Jesus isn't being killed again every time that we sin, I think it points to a very heavy reality that has some truth and validity to it. And that's that although Jesus chose to die, he chose to do that, He did it for us. He did that because we messed up. Because we were selfish. Because we chose our own way. Because we chose, we felt that our ways were better. So today is about mourning the pain that he had to endure. The fact that he had to do it at all. The fact that there is a price to pay. The fact that there was a debt. We mourn the role that we played. And so I'm going to read from the book of Matthew, the story of Good Friday, of the death of Jesus. And as I read, I encourage you to listen to every word intentionally. Feel the weight of the story. This is Matthew 27, verse 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. And so at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over while he was sitting on the judgment seat. His wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man. 
for today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus who is called the Messiah? And all of them said, Let him be crucified. And then he asked, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. And so when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Then the people as a whole answered, His blood be on us and on our children. So he released Barabbas for them. And after flogging Jesus... He handed him over to be crucified. I'm going to pause for a moment just to explain what flogging is at this point. Flogging um, was the torture and the whipping of a prisoner. They would whip him 39 times because it was believed that 40 was too close to death. So they would they would whip him 39 times on the back, his bare back. It's believed that a whip would have chunks of bone on it and that it would catch skin when it hit and then they would pull and drag the skin off. And so after 39 lashes, after being flogged, he's being handed over to be crucified, continuing on in verse 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him, put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, All hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him. They took the reed and struck him on the head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him, and then they led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now. We'll believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants to. For he said, I am God's Son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah at once. One of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, gave it to him to drink. But these others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. Friends, my challenge for you today is this. Think about the death of Jesus. Not the resurrection, but just the death. The pain. The suffering. How he must have felt. Can you imagine thorns dug into your scalp? Your beard ripped from your face? Can you imagine your back being whipped until they could see muscle and bone? Then being asked to carry a large, unbearably heavy piece of wood with splinters on the fresh open wounds that you just got on your back carry them to the place where you'll die. Can you imagine doing all of that naked and ashamed? Can you imagine doing it in front of your mother? Can you imagine being mocked and spit on, being nailed by the wrists and feet to the piece of wood and hung up in the air, left to suffocate while everyone mocks you? There's a thing called the lullaby effect where we hear a story enough times that we start to just kind of let it pass over us and we don't think much of it. Do not let this story become that. The story is gruesome. It is awful. It's sad. So today, let it be sad. Cry out in sorrow. Say, Jesus, I'm so, so sorry. Though we know this isn't the end of the story, though we know what happens on Sunday because it's all in the past now, let's put ourselves in the shoes of the disciples. Right now, it feels like death won. It feels like hope is lost. And so we look to the cross and we drop our heads in sorrow. So friends, today, take a day of silence. A 24-hour moment of silence to memorialize the death of our Savior. Think through the ways that you've turned away from God. Think through specifically the things that Jesus was thinking about when he was beaten and killed. The things that Jesus was dying for. What did Jesus die for? What have you done that he died for? 